things like a, a feeling of elation, a feeling of exaltation, a feeling that everything is good, everything is right, everything is as, as it should be. Hello, welcome to the Paradise Paradox. So, I was planning on recording a, an episode with Aaron talking about the uh, the bus accident that, that happened to me a couple of well, last week. Uh, but unfortunately, Aaron is uh, busy arranging his his visa or the, the visa for for Joanna, uh, so they can get back into Australia. He's in uh, in uh, the state of Mexico right now in Mesa, York. So. Um, so unfortunately we can't do that episode today, but I thought you I would check in with you guys and uh, talk to you a little bit about peak experiences. So um, the idea of peak experiences, uh, I think, I'm pretty sure, it originated with Abraham Maslow. Um, so a peak experiences, um, well, I, I mean, a lot of you are probably familiar with Abraham Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Um, so you know, like, at the bottom you have, like, the physiological needs, uh, things like food and, and sex, air, uh, water, all these things that are really important to life. Um, and as you go further and further up the, up, up the pyramid, um, you get to things that are more and more higher needs of a human. So things like love, acceptance, esteem of, of one's peers, and things like that, until you get to self-actualization. And self-actualization is the stage where um, you actually have the need to decide what kind of person you're going to be, uh, how you're going to achieve it, what, you, what your values are. And uh, in, in Maslow's research, what, what he uh, claims to have discovered is that uh, the more self-actualized a person is, the more uh, peak experiences they have. And so peak experiences are these experiences which uh, a lot of you are probably familiar with, uh, but uh, some of you have more of them than others. So uh, things like a, a feeling of elation, a feeling of exaltation, a feeling that everything is good, everything is right, everything is as, as it should be, um, an intense feeling of love or peace, um, uh, and uh, even if you, you know, if you practice yoga, you probably had the, these interesting uh, transcendental experiences, or through meditation, um, even through sex. Uh, so uh, these are things um, I I would say that these are these are very human things, are very intensely human things, or perhaps even uniquely human things, or uniquely unique to the higher functioning of of uh, certain life forms and um, they are very they're well they're very they're very important because they're, they're uh, part of what makes life worth living and part of us part of uh, what makes us realize what's really going on in the universe I've read this uh, I wrote this piece about it um, that I shared on Facebook a few uh, a few months ago. Um, I'll just read it out for you. 
For years I've said that to debate whether God exists, whether God is real. This is the point, because the experience of God is very real and almost universal. There are very few cultures on earth which have no concept of God. What is honesty? Does honesty exist? Can you see it? Touch it? If you can't touch it, does that mean that it doesn't exist? You can say that honesty is an abstraction, that it's just a concept that exists in the minds of humans. Let's assume that that's the case. Does it mean that honesty has any less effect in the world? Does it mean that someone acting with the aspiration of honesty won't act differently than if they lacked such an aspiration? God is the name for a broad range of sublime experiences which, we hope, reveal the nature of our underlying reality. And actually, they are, they are too many to enumerate. However, perhaps you have felt that all of the universe is one, an experience of beauty that leads to elation and joy, the feeling that you are always loved, a feeling of intense peace, the transcendental feeling that everything is just as it should be. If we feel it, and even assume that it is an experience of something unreal, just a delusion or an artifact of the human experience, it doesn't matter. Having felt it, we know its reality. For even if it weren't real before having felt it, it is now an indelible mark, a moment of aspiration to what life might be like, what it might mean. Its effects on reality can never be erased. But if you ask me point blank if I believe that God has a reality independent of our experience, well, I would have to say yes. Because out of all of my experiences, none are as real as those. So that's what I wrote. Uh, since taking Ayahuasca, I've t I tend to have a lot more of these peak experiences. I'm, I've, but I've been, uh, I guess you could say, I've actively... Uh, developing them for years or developing the ability to have them and that's the one thing which Maslow says is uh, is indicative of a, of a self-actualized person that they seek out peak experiences and that they learn to uh, initiate them instigate them um, there was a case um, my my friend Luke told me this this case uh, years ago about a, a, a woman I believe she was Catholic I probably mentioned this before um, and she had this um, this intense experience, um, which you, she would probably describe as being touched by the Holy Ghost or something like that. Um, and she she had this overwhelming sense of elation, and she got down on her knees and she said, "I am not worthy. I am not worthy, but I'm here to tell you, I'm here to tell you that you are. You are worthy. If you experience something like this, if you start to feel elation, go with it." Uh, it's yours. It's all you. That's that's what we're here on earth for, and that's um, you know that's the that's the joy of life. Um, uh, I think about <laughs> uh, a lot of the time. I find myself like walking around the street, or I'm in the laundromat or something, and I start to have one of these really intense experiences, uh, and I even start to weep. Um, and uh, I wonder. <laughs> What the hell am I going to say to people if they stop me and ask me if I'm okay? Uh, here in Mexico, I think it's a bit easier because I can just say something like, um, "Well, I was just, uh, I was just 
thinking about the glory of God. And I think they'll immediately understand that. <laughs> but if I, were, if I were walking around Australia weeping and, and uh, I said that to somebody, uh, they'd probably run away. Um, <laughs> um, the other thing I was thinking about was, um, I was ha having this, this conversation with, uh, with Maverick the other day. Uh, I, sometimes when, when I have these experiences, it, it feels like, uh, sort of like a divine revelation. Like there's this very potent idea and that idea leads you to elation or the elation leads you to this very potent idea, which, you know, it's kind of this, uh, this, this beautiful cycle, um, th this delicious cycle, if you will, uh, one leading to the other and the other leading to, to, to the first, um, but uh, to have these ideas, I would think, well, hang on. I mean, I had this idea, and and um, it led me to this feeling, uh, this intense, beautiful feeling, and that makes me put extra weight on this idea. But I know some people um, have an idea, and uh, they like the sound of that idea, and they have a feeling about that idea, and that makes them think the idea is true. Well, um, I don't really like thinking like that because it tends to be that the um, I, I see people who who think with more with their emotions. Uh, they have feelings about something, and so they think it must be true. And they tend to be very easily uh, misled. Um, they they tend to lead themselves astray, or they and they even tend to believe in ab absurdities. Which, of course, I don't want to do. I want to have my beliefs more in line with reality. Um, or more, in, at least, uh, if I can't have them in line with reality, I want them in line with something that's going to be uh, effective for me. Um, so, the um, I, I started thinking about that, and I thought, well, I mean, these ideas are they're, they're almost like divine revelations, and I suppose to uh, to some extent, it feels like uh, I would almost be blasphemous if I if I were to question them. But I, I thought about it, and I, I thought, well, should should I question them? Uh, should I investigate these ideas, challenge them, put them to the test? Uh, and as I was thinking that, I started having another peak experience. Uh, this <laughs> this other thought uh, leading me to this to this in, intense this this elation, this exaltation, uh, and so <laughs> it's like I received a. I received this response from uh, from this innermost part of my being that yes, yes, question them, uh, and it's only it's only by questioning them that you can find out really how true they are. Uh, it's only by questioning them that you can understand their full extent. When you understand their full extent, you can communicate with them. You can communicate them to to others, and. That's um, that's what I would say. Uh, like I was talking about the other week, that's the, the the real role of the artist to make the sublime something communicable, to make the sublime into something which can be shared um, with with other intelligent beings. And uh, yeah, I guess the well, that's the end of my notes. I, uh, <laughs> I hope you find that uh, valuable, and I hope you uh, um, well go with the flow.
when you have <laughs> when you have a peak experience, um, let it play out. Enjoy it, um, and that's your right. So thanks, guys. Uh, we've got a, we've got a few interesting interviews coming up. So I've got I've got another interview with Kel, Kenny uh, Palerentano, uh talking about sustainability, um, sustainable farming, and how humans can actually design systems or, or modify natural systems um, so we can learn to live in harmony uh, with with nature. Uh, and I've also got an interview with uh, Luis Fernando Mises, uh, who is one of the speakers at Anacapulco, and uh, is, he, he had a little chat with me about his experiences in shamanism. So uh, that was a, uh, those were both some great interviews. So those will be coming up in the next few weeks. Um, yeah, uh, I put up, the other day, I put up another uh, T-shirt design with some uh, UFOs and, and Chichen Itza on there. So have a look at that. Uh, you can jump on over to theparadiseparadox.com. Uh, this episode will be 92. So it's theparadiseparadox.com slash 92 for the show notes. Uh, but you can also look uh, in the sidebar. You'll see there's a, there's a link for the shirts there. Uh, so have a look at the shirts, UFOs, and also the ones based around real money, uh, Bitcoin, gold, and silver. Uh, so, so have a look. Buy a few T-shirts. Support the Paradise Paradox. Of course, if you don't want to buy a T-shirt, maybe you just want to chip us a buck you can go onto the paradiseparadox.com and you see the the tip button or the donate button up the top there and uh send us a send us a, a few satoshis and we'll appreciate that very much and uh it helps us get well it's 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 good to get the money it's also good because it, it lets us know that um we're doing something important or we're at least when we're doing something that's uh, that's entertaining you so i hope you uh Give us a little, show us a little token of support. We do appreciate it. And uh, I hope to talk to you soon. Thanks so much. Be well. Uh, feel beautiful. Feel the, the inner spirit inside yourself. And enjoy life because life is beautiful. See ya.